You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, February 13th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. The Sitka School Board is going to shake the tree for a week to see if an interim superintendent candidate falls out before launching into a full-scale search for a permanent hire. The board met in special session Thursday night to consider how to best start looking for a new person to lead the Sitka School District. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. Sitka Superintendent Frank Hauser submitted his resignation the first week of February, although it's a full month earlier than when former Superintendent Mary Wegner asked to be released from her contract. It's just on the cusp of being too late to hire someone to begin work on July 1st. In fact, Timmy Tullis, a hiring consultant with the Alaska Association of School Boards, said hiring season for school administrators across the state is wrapping up just about now. Copper River had two finalists chosen, and they were supposed to come into town this week to interview, and both have accepted other jobs before they came to Copper River. So they have reopened theirs. So then, um, and this week, Aleutian East, Unalaska, and Bristol Bay are supposed to pick their finalists. Then we have Fairbanks, who is in the middle of theirs, Juno, Iditarod, and Southeast Island just this week have determined they're going to be doing a search, and then, of course, you. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to like scare anyone. I am just saying this is the reality as of today. The meeting was well attended by district staff, several of whom urged the board to move forward with a permanent hire and to train its sights on someone with practical experience in both the classroom and in the administration. Another theme that came out in testimony was finding a candidate who might want to settle in Sitka if they weren't here already. The Sika School District will intentionally develop Halatsini, our strength of mind, body, and spirit, to inspire and prepare students to be compassionate, empowered, and equipped critical thinkers within a global community. This is the mission of the school district. And it is really important that when we're looking for a leader, we are looking for someone who will live by this mission and will encourage others to also do the same. Please consider prioritizing two key factors. The candidate having multiple years of actual classroom level teaching experience and having multiple years of building level administrative experience. Please prioritize hiring somebody who is uh, fully invested in living in and being a member of our community uh, year round with their whole family. Those were the voices of Sitka High teacher Freddie Charbonneau, Blatchley principal Ben White, and Blatchley teacher Alexander Allison. Tullis, who appeared via Zoom, was visibly taking notes during public comment, but she cautioned everyone to lower their expectations slightly. Like a matchmaker counseling a bride, Sitka might get some of what it wants, but might have to settle for less than all it wants. I just want to remind everyone in the room that currently our, na- our nation is facing a terrible teacher shortage, and because of that then, we're facing a building administrator central office shortage, And because of that, then we're facing a superintendent shortage. It's just the reality of where we are now. The board was of two minds on how to proceed. Student member Felix Myers argued that the board needed a permanent superintendent in place sooner rather than later because this person would take the lead in negotiating a new contract with teachers next year. He didn't think such an important role should fall to a temp. What our students want is to make sure that we at least try first to get someone who can be here long term because when it comes to those discussions that are going to be essential next year they want to make sure that person 
is in good faith when it comes to those discussions. Members Tristan Gavon, Mitch Mork, and Blossom Teal Olson favored going with a highly experienced interim superintendent to buy time for a more thorough search for a permanent hire. This approach was used when the district hired former superintendent John Hulse to work for a year following Wegner's departure in 2019. Teal Olson said she had been urged by the public to take the time to get it right. The consensus being is there is no rush. Um, And I want to stay true to the community and how they feel. And I I ultimately would like uh, to find a candidate that uh, will be uh, long-term committed to the community, integrated into the community, and will represent Sika as they should. In the end, the board decided 4-1, with Myers opposed, to take a week to solicit letters of interest from interim candidates just to see who was out there. If no one turned up who fit the bill, they'd ask Tullis and the Alaska Association of School Boards to initiate a search for a permanent replacement with costs not to exceed $15,500. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Alaska's only reservation is fighting to reclaim how its story is told. Metlakatla residents hope that by filling the new Annette Island Reserve Historical Archive with pictures, videos, and sounds, future generations will know where they came from, and the current generation will remember the past. KRBD's Reagan Miller has more. Right now, when someone writes about Metlakatla, they don't always get to hear the story from the people who live there. Tribal council member Keolani Booth says that's because there's not a central archive to store the tribe's stories and memories. And it makes sure that, you know, when when anyone writes about Metlakatla or or does anything, that we've got one narrative that's from our narrative. And um, and, uh, I think the fact that we don't have that right now, um, it's left up to interpretation by anyone would want to write about Metlakatla. Reggie Atkinson is a former Metlakatla mayor. He told KRBD there have been efforts to build archives in Metlakatla before, but they haven't been digitized and they aren't organized. We do have a, a, a building right next to our uh, <clears throat> the council chambers, and it's an archive building, and there's uh, archive boxes and just uh, stacked in there. And actually, I don't even know what is in there. I went in there once. Atkinson says he heard that there were historical images of Metlakatla inside Duncan Church and that relatives might have even more. There are people saying they have photos. I know for a fact that a relative has 8 millimeter uh, movies from his father. His father was in the uh, Alaska Territorial Guard, and we had a, a, a Territorial Guard unit here in Metlakatla back then. The Metlakatla Indian community contracted Caitlin Steinberg, a researcher from Wisconsin, to come to the island and help develop the Annette Island Reserve Historical Archive. When it's finished, Steinberg says the archive will hold pictures, videos, and interviews with local elders and families. It's been brewing for decades, it seems, in Metlakatla. The effort will involve the whole community, largely led by youth. Students will interview their parents, aunts, uncles, and neighbors, learning more about their family's history as well as the history of Annette Island. And so there was already this hunger for this place for anyone to just go find their stories of their family and their community. And it was born from talking about all these different ideas and all these, you know, hopes and wishes for how organizing Metlakatla's history could benefit the people. 
Once the interviews are completed, Steinberg says they'll be filed away along with a questionnaire created by residents. Steinberg says there will be a little of everything in the archive, from stories about the founding of Metlakatla to the history of residential schools and what life was like in World War II. It's also going to be fishing, hunting, gathering. You know, um, it's going to be things about stories about the old cannery and, you know, when there would be coffee meetups at the old cannery, as well as the fishing culture down at the docks in Metlakatla. The archive will be contained in a room at Metlakatla High School, and anyone will be able to record an interview for the collection. The work has already started taking shape. On a recent Friday afternoon, community elders gathered at Metlakatla High School for coffee with elders. The recording is a little hard to hear, but resident Henry G. Smith spoke about the value of the archive in this clip from the event sent to KRBD. Uh, it's a good thing to, for the kids to, to learn this thing, uh, the history of where their parents, their grandparents, their great-grandparents came from, as how that kind of came about. It's good for them to know this stuff, to know their history of their ancestors. And Booth, the council member, hopes that knowledge will be preserved for future generations in Metlakatla. As a council member, Booth says that if he wanted to look back at something a past member had done, in most cases he's out of luck. He doesn't want that to happen to future generations. And there are things that I'd love to to speak to Henry Littlefield about, or uh, Solomon Guthrie. Uh, and they were councilmen um, many, many years ago. And, and, you know, if they didn't write it down, we don't know. Um, so I I think it's it's really going to help a lot in in continuity of of serving the community, uh, passing information, and uh, and preserving our culture. You got to know what you've done to move forward and in, in what you want to do. He hopes the archive will help preserve knowledge of times both good and bad, as well as traditional language. It's it's things that we need to know, and we feel we have the right to know about our people. Booth says that Steinberg, the contracted archivist, says she plans to train a member of Metlakatla's tribe to take over as lead historian once the project is fully on its feet. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. Taking a look at the community calendar. The deadline to reserve a place in St. Peter Episcopal Church's Lenten Quiet Day Retreat is Thursday, February 16th. The retreat will be held from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday, February 18th at the church. To make a reservation, email stpeters by the S-E-A-K at gmail.com or call 907-747-3977. The deadline to donate a dessert for the Sitkins Against Family Violence online dessert auction is Monday, February 20th. The auction will run Tuesday, February 21st through 1 p.m. on Sunday, February 26th. To donate, go to safv.org. And the deadline for girls in 3rd through 5th grade to register for Girls on the Run is today, Monday, February 13th. Registration forms are at the Keat Gushaheen Elementary School office and online at gotrgreateralaska.org. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.